Hi there. Welcome to this episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. Of course, I'm Vicki, and it's nice to meet you if this is your first time here, and welcome back if it's not your first time here. Once a month, I do a chapter from a book I wrote 10 years ago, which kind of blows my mind, but I know how fast time goes by, and yet it's uh, still a little mind-boggling. And I wrote it as a submission to potentially be picked up for publishing because it's always been my knowing that I'll write three books, and I figured it was a good push. You know, sometimes you just need that accomplishment point. I'm not a fan of the word deadline, but the accomplishment point place And I also recognize why it didn't get picked up because even now it needs to be reworked. But at the time, it was literally delivered to me when it was printed and through a self-publishing means the day my husband had major, major surgery. (laughs) The kind of surgery where they prepare you for the percentages aren't great. Thankfully, the percentages were great and he was with us for another three years physically after that, but yeah, it was a little anticlimactic. Uh, So what I thought months ago was, let me just read a chapter once a month and introduce you to some of the, the work I've been doing for decades now, and then put an updated spin on it, stuff I've learned since in those 10 years. So yes, it will sound a little bit differently because I am going to be read some, reading some of it, but also interjecting some of the information that I've learned and even some stuff that I would change and shift. And when I rework this book, that will happen. This month, it's about where did I put it? So previous sections was about finding it and that had uh, four, five chapters in it. And this section is what to do with it. Um, so last month we did don't name it, claim it or blame it. And this month, we're doing, where did I put it? And the premise of it is it's an acronym and it stands for inner turmoil, identity theft. You'll hear some other ones as we go into the next section after doing four or five chapters here, we'll go into the next section of actually using it. And there'll be things like intuitive training, um, identifying talent. So you get the point. You're pretty smart. You caught on really quickly. I appreciate that. So where did I put it? And where did I put it? Not only reference is a reference to like your car keys, your wallet, or the list you wrote out because you were going to take it with you this time. You really were. I don't know about you, but I've gone to putting notes in my phone now because I very rarely go to the store without my phone. Um, so the list has to go on there now, but It refers to that part of you that gets left behind, not intentionally, but often through the process of life and the events that can pull your focus away from an intentional journey. And this isn't a conscious thought where you might say, gee, I'd like to venture away from myself and focus on things outside of me, but it happens. It usually happens with one small thing that we commit ourselves to, and then another gets added to it. And then we find ourselves with so many items on the ta-da list that we move to the bottom of it and have to work with intention to reach the top of it again. Have you ever found yourself in the habit of saying yes? 
And this can be when someone asks you for your input or when they're requesting your presence on a board or a committee of some type. It can be in the volunteering world where you might feel guilty, wasted energy, remember, if you don't at least offer up some type of contribution. Even if at the time you're agreeing, you were also asking yourself, where the heck am I going to get the time or the energy for this? So have you ever experienced that where you're automatically saying yes? And it would be in this moment of awareness that you don't know where you might get the energy for it. And it might be too much if you hadn't wandered away from yourself, you could pause and let the person or persons asking that maybe you need time to think and feel about the request before committing to yourself. But that takes practice, right? It takes an awareness of, wait a minute, I've just stepped away from myself and I need to reconvene, have a meeting with myself and my committee <laughs> to decide if this is a place where I can say a very clear no thank you um, or a I need to think about it or yes, I'd like to do that. And this can be challenging for a lot of us who have become people pleasers and we keep forgetting that we have to fill ourselves up to give to whatever the request is fully and authentically. And how you got there may be because of previous training. It might be because of messages you received. You might have witnessed someone else who's done this. And it takes the awareness that you want to be in a different way of being in order to actually figure out where you put you and to come back to self enough to be able to move forward with intention So how can you get there? The place where you're able to honor yourself without feeling of leaving not only other people behind, but yourself behind. It's small steps, um, like the micro movements that I've talked about in the past. And they're the ones that help you to arrive in the place where you are no longer feeling like yourself. There are also small steps to help you meet back up with yourself so everything is, is accomplished in incremental movements, right? We, we move away from ourselves incrementally and we can also move back towards ourselves incrementally. And at the pace in which the awareness that you have about it feels good to you. Now, often we move away from ourselves without awareness. So moving back towards ourselves does take a little bit more effort and it's so worth it. And I had this client once uh, who, in the book I called Herb, and a, a backstory, Herb was my husband's best friend who I never got to meet um, because he passed two months into us dating and I had never met him. And um, so I decided when <laughs> I was, you know, creating the pseudonym for my client to protect uh, his confidentiality and his, his um, being... I went with her because I always wanted to meet him in person. I did meet him non-physically once, but that's a totally different story. Uh, so my client, who was given the name Herb, uh, was a, had a successful business, actually still does, where he was not only the owner, but 
worked in a service capacity as well. So hello, kind of like me. So he came to me with these frustrations about his life, but also a deep hurt that he couldn't explain. And he wanted to clear up so he could engage in his life and love what he was doing again and be a positive supporting member of his family. And as we moved through the sessions, I helped him to identify what it was that was really bothering him. And most of his life, he had been trying to reach an invisible bar, uh, first set by his parents, then by his mentors, and then by himself. And one of the things I do is I see through. So I can, when I was working with him, I literally saw, saw, <laughs> saw this high bar that, you know, when teenagers, or let's face it, I still do this, even though I'm short, like go through a door frame and you try to smack the top of it. Well, he was trying to hit that bar and he wasn't able to, to reach it. Um, and each time he tried, he had a sensation of failing. So that's what some of the hurt was about. And the, but the bar had become such a part of who he was that he didn't even realize he was using it to measures other, to measure others in his life as well. And this measuring process often left him with the feeling that others didn't care as much or weren't as hard workers, um, as well as a myriad of other things, right? And there, which were mostly, you know, perceptions that his brain, his subconscious had created. So even though we had determined that he was frustrated with other people and they didn't work as hard in his business as he does. Newsflash, if you own a business, no one else is going to care about as much, care about it as much as you do. It's the nature of the game. It's your drive. It's your baby. Not, and other people don't have to care about it as much as you do. Do they have to show up in what they've been hired to do in the clear, concise way that you've discussed? Of course but they don't have to care as much as you do. Because I see this a lot in entrepreneurship where the business owner will say, well, if they only cared more, well, they don't have to. They don't have to. They actually just have to do their job well. Um, <laughs> and if we'd stop wanting other people to care as much for our business as we supposedly care for our business, this measurement thing likely wouldn't come up. So as I'm working with him, I sense that it wasn't about uh, others. And it rarely is. It's usually all about us, right? And the more that we realize that, the easier it is to figure out what's bugging us, really. I mean, sometimes people really are nudges, but yeah, it tends to come back to us anyway. So I was guiding him in the direction of how he felt, which is a big part of coaching. It's a big part of life. If you know how you feel, your ability to separate your emotions from others becomes really effective. So then he started crying because he probably wasn't asked very often how he felt. And he was trying to stuff it because at least in our American culture, we don't allow for a lot of emotions to be there. And we have not served our um, those identifying as males, we have not served them well in that regard. We're figuring out, we're learning it. Um, and I'm <laughs> one, one energy at a time helping people to realize that and 
large energy groups too, by way of the podcast, that emotions are very important. So when I encourage him to let it out, like let it all out, and we would see what happened after that. And if you've ever had that really cathartic cry where at the end, you're not even sure if you remember your name, that's what this was like. And it's so hard for those of you experiencing it in in coaching or in therapy, please take your time, allow it to flow. Because if the coach and the therapist is in their right alignment and there for you, we will just wait it out. I promise you, we know how important it is to get those emotions out. Don't worry about our feelings. Don't be embarrassed that it's happening. This is actually something that, not that I want people to ball in every session, but it's something that helps me to know that I've actually identified something and that the person has trusted me enough to open up. So please don't try to protect us. So I kept encouraging him to let it out and then we'll figure out what to do after that. And he did. Um, while he was taking his breaths and coming back to himself, he was able to recognize that he had left himself somewhere along the process and just didn't know how to meet up again. And the way that I saw this was his little boy self, if I remember correctly, he was around 11 or 12 years old, sitting on a bench because somebody you know, forgot to pick him up. You're old enough to realize, oh shoot, somebody forgot me to pick me up, but still young enough to maybe be nervous about it. So we, he realized that he didn't know how to meet up with himself. That's okay. That's my specialty. And the joy that he felt was inherent in life that he could feel from his soul, he, he just couldn't hook up the GPS coordinates. He couldn't get there from here. Or if you were my parents from Maine, you couldn't get there from here. Uh, so when I pointed that out to him and asked if he felt like it was an accurate description of just being frustrated because he couldn't get the coordinates to work, the tears started again. And that's, again, a wonderful sign. And it's a good indication of one of the phrases a lot of people use, and I haven't figured out how to use it in marketing yet. So if anybody has a good idea, please let me know. Is there like you you hit the nail on the head? But in this case, when he said that, it, it was also about finding a starting point. Because we can get so far away from ourselves and whatever is our it factor that we actually don't know where we put us. Like, where did I leave myself off? And sometimes when I'm working with someone, I will actually see a timeline of where their path, their energy path, if you think of like a snail leaving a trail, that's what we do energetically. And when I look at that intuitively, I can often see where the dividing event happened. And it's a different timeline for everybody, but it's still, you know, a pretty good go-to method to figure out that. So when we identified that, I encouraged him to tell me about himself. I didn't want to know about other people. I didn't care about this fictitious bar that was there. I wanted to know what he liked, what was fun for him, and where did he feel the most lit up inside. And 
just as an aside here, it's not in the book, but just as an aside, if you don't know where that is, that is fine. Like that's fine. Asking the question is your starting point. So he started talking about his business and how he loved to help people, not only on the outside, but inside to help them feel great about who they were. And he glowed when he talked about it. I asked him to feel how he was feeling now after having described his passion. And again, there were tears, but this time the tears were coming from joy rather than frustration. And he had met up with himself where he didn't even realize he had left himself and was beginning to connect again. And that was so exciting. And this is why I love the work I get to do so much. It's it's what helping is about for me. If you can help someone who wants to help others, oh, it's an even bigger hoot and soul fulfilling. So I wonder, do you feel like you've lost yourself somewhere along the line? Do you feel like there is a somewhat fragmented portion of yourself going through the motions while the other part is hanging out somewhere and you just don't know where that is. And if you have, please don't worry. There is an eternal tether that holds your soul and yourself together. So it's more a matter of following that line, that energy to the other end where you left your knowing of what you want in this lifetime and who you want to be in this lifetime. And some of the, you know, processes in this chapter is, are what can help you figure that out. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together, that is a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to VickiBaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. The first step is to identify where your own GPS system is right now. Is it on the fritz? Is it working? Do you have to smack it? Do you have to control alt delete? Do you have to um, control command delete? Control command escape. I don't even know how to do that on my Mac. Anywho, do you have to do that? Um, kind of like when you hit the, <laughs> you hit the remote instead of getting up to get new batteries. Uh, that is the first step of figuring out, uh, where your own GPS is. And w- the way you do that is to actually tap into what is it that you like. And you can start with the very simple things. Do I like tea? Do I like coffee? Do I like them both? Do I like to walk? Would I rather do strength training? Um, Is science something I get all jazzed about? Or am I more aligned with languages and 
the expression of myself. Asking all of these questions are how you reconnect that GPS, right? Just like when you want to go somewhere, you have to put in the coordinates. You can't just look at the map and have it assume it knows where you want to go. Although my car, my phone and my car do this, like they, the location thing will, <laughs> will suggest where I'm going next. Um, and that sometimes freaks me out a little bit because it's very accurate and it won't be in my calendar. If it's in my calendar, it makes sense, but <laughs> when it's not in my calendar. So you have to think of yourself as both the programmer and the GPS system. You have to put in some of the coordinates and the way you do that is by asking the questions. Well, where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? How do I want to be? And it's okay. And it's even brilliant to say you don't know. Finding out is where you, it, it starts by acknowledging that you're here and you exist right now. So wherever your physical self is, maybe you look around and you take into consideration four or five things in the room or the outdoors, wherever you are, that give you a point of reference. You know, are you on a trail? Are you on the road? Are you driving? Are you ambulating? Are you in your office? Are you in your bedroom? So just start by like creating that coordinate point. And then you'll tap into your feeling space of does something feel out of whack for you? Do you feel off balance? You know, people always know this answer when I ask them if they feel off balance or off kilter. But rarely do they ask themselves that. So this is where, you know, sometimes people think you're the most brilliant coach and it's like, really, I'm just asking the questions. I'm asking the question, your own psyche, subconscious, conscious mind and soul want you to ask yourself. It's just easier for me because I'm not in there with, with you except to intuitively connect. So is your life balanced or is it off kilter? Do you spend more time on others than on yourself? Do you spend more effort and energy and work than in play? And what's your balance of drama and delight? And the drama being the low energy, not the fun stage kind. So asking some of these questions, and if you find yourself uh in one of the ones that feels a little bit less than stellar or isn't lighting you up, well, then spend five minutes in a day. I'm not asking you to sit down and journal for an hour a day, five minutes. And I'm actually okay if you do this while you're driving, just pay attention to where you are. So five minutes in your day to consciously look at where is Does anything feel out of whack, out of balance for me, or does it feel in balance? If you get the answer that, wow, everything really feels in balance, well, then I want you to spend five minutes in that gratitude of that so that you can still continue it. Now, I use an event planner on my phone, much like I use the note section on my phone, and I will actually put these in as events. And one of the nice things about the Google Calendar is it moves from day to day if you haven't checked that you accomplished it. And I I like that. Um, so I just let it go from day to day, and each day I check in and do that. If you 
set that if you need a reminder, we'll set it to notify you. If you need a reminder to remind you to breathe, I have two drink water reminders that go off. They go off on the half hour and every half hour to remind me to drink water because as much as other than a cup of coffee a day, that's my, the only thing I drink. I still forget. <laughs> I still forget to take some in. So having that reminder, it's a self-care method, but it's also self-awareness. It's bringing you back to focus. It's bringing you back to the room, so to speak. And then once you've done that, and whether your reminder is to check your balance, your reminder is to breathe, it's your reminder to have water, whatever it is to find where the balance is, you need to applaud yourself. Go ahead and do that now. I'll wait. You don't applaud yourself enough. You don't pat yourself on the back enough. Oh, do it one more time. Good job. (laughs) It's important to give ourselves recognition and encouragement to continue with the self-care because you can't have self-awareness without self-care and you can't have self-care without self-awareness. So they're like little buddies that travel together. And once you create the intention to meet up with you again, you may find that once you start doing it, uh, there might be a little bit of that wasted emotion called guilt associated. And I would ask you to check in with that because that's often the next thing I hear from people. Well, I did it, but then I started feeling guilty that I wasn't spending more time with my kids. Trust me, they want you more focused, more centered, more calm than they want five minutes of you being out of body nutty. Take those five minutes. One of the parts of rewiring that's super, super, super important. And I said, I wouldn't say super (laughs) because I feel like it's overused, but I already said it. So it's super important is that it acceptance becomes part of this and that becomes joy and it becomes a feeling of freedom that is honestly rarely felt in any other circumstance. Because when you realize that You are the individual that has so much to offer, but only if you know who you are and you know how to mindfully care and check in with yourself, then the free energy that comes off of that is lovely. And that's why I said, I I promise you, your kids would rather you take the five minutes in the car to take the breath, to reprogram, to come to them centered then to all that moving around. And I honestly wish I was more aware of this as a younger mother, because I know I rushed through things that we didn't really need to. I mean, come on. There's rarely something that is so important that you have to show up on time for. Um, yes, that's good manners, but I, I, I do look back on it and think, I wish I'd spent more time listening to one of Sean's stories. Okay. They went on forever, but I do wish I spent more time in that or asking, you know, Howie some questions that I just don't feel like I did enough or giving Kayla the focused attention because I was distracted, you know, with her brother sometimes. So. You know, learn from my stuff, if you will, that the kids much more, they want the you in the room 
and not the you distracted by everything else. And in order to do that, you have to know where your GPS coordinate is. Is this something that will be always fine-tuned and on the ready? No, no. We're all going to get pulled away from our focus, away from who we are occasionally. It's fine. It's the one, it's the intentional meeting back up with ourselves that makes it stronger and stronger of a practice to where it becomes the most important part because then that's your diving board to other things. And if you do feel guilt, is this something, again, that has somebody else's voice on it? Was this taught to you? Is it a way to avoid feeling good? You know, to put off satisfaction with your life. Do you have a little bit of that thriver's guilt? And you're afraid if you truly thrive that others aren't going to like it or that you're going to be afraid that it's going to disappear. All of those things that come up, if you face them, they get quieter. It might be an old tape that's playing in your brain from past Adults who meant well, but didn't know how to take care of themselves either. Um, and if it's something that's an old track, even though I know vinyl has come back, I'm not sure a tracks will because the sound was terrible. Uh, that, that we don't need, you can skip that track, just skip forward and create the track that your brain runs on. That is when I'm caring for myself, when I know where I've put me, um, I am a much more aligned soul and contributor to the society that we live in. And most of these questions are simply to help you redirect. Uh, We all require redirection. It's kind of like when the toddler's eating the crayon. You don't just take the crayon away because they're going to scream. You offer them something in between and you distract them because their attention span's so short. Uh, That also works with puppies and pities and most adults these days because the attention spans so short. So if you can redirect your attention back to you, simply back to your breath, take a breath. You're the only one who can breathe for you and take it back to, do I feel balanced right now? You are what's important and you are wherever you're going. So wouldn't it be amazing, great, stupendous if you actually liked and appreciating appreciated your travel partner. One of the challenges I'd like to throw up is what are you going to do that will help you feel present in your own experience, in your own journey? What are you going to do that actually returns you to presence, returns you to you and helps you to remember that your soul chose this body for this journey. It didn't choose a hundred other bodies. It chose yours. So there's a little bit of obligation to listen to it. Pick one thing, small, small step. For me, it's always the breath because I was a breath holder and I held my breath in stress. I held my breath in joy. I held my breath when I was thinking (laughs) just about every place I could deprive my body of oxygen while I was doing it. So to me, it's always back to the breath, back to that life force energy, creating the prana. Uh, And if I'm really, really having a hard time, I put my hand over my heart 
and a hand, one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly, so that I can feel both of them working. And that always brings me back. And I will do this in public. I don't care who's around. If I feel like I'm stepping out of body and I'm distracted, or if what's being asked of me is not feeling all that great and I need to check in, the first thing I do is take a breath. If that's not working, hand over the heart. If that's not working, I close my eyes because I need to shut out all the stimuli in order to return to myself. It's my wiring and these are the things that work. I consider that one thing because it's my tapping in, but I wonder what will be yours. And back to Herb, his challenge, his challenge was learn to say no to that drill sergeant that was yelling in his ear, um, to be more, do more, acquire more, and to simply enjoy the daily process wherever it took him. So that meant he was showing up for his business, his family, his relationship, but most importantly, himself. And he learned to be connected enough that what even the most mundane task became joyful for him. And I'm happy to say I still talk to him and I have been privileged to watch his expansion, his marriage, his growth in his own business. And the business says, um, they've, he's gone on to create a couple more businesses. <laughs> and is it this one practice that did it? No, no, he did it. He showed up in himself, if not every day, the majority of the days. And, but this practice and this connecting himself back to his own wiring and learning to remove the bar, but to still have that sense of wanting joy. So replace the bar of attainment to the bar of his own inner peace. And that then guided him to still show up in his business, to work, to contribute to the neighborhood, and to share his message with other people, and most especially with other men, which I I love because he took what he learned and that was uncomfortable for him in the beginning, but has become a message and of truth and honesty. And that comes from him recognizing where his, his own wiring and GPS is and being willing to check in with it in, in any given moment. So can you do that for yourself? Can you recognize that sometimes you wander away from you, but you would really like to know who you are? And in order to do that, you know, maybe you do some of the practices that I talked about in this chapter. So thank you very much for reading along with me and uh, going through this process of Everyone Has an It uh, book. And next month we will talk about, are you fearing it or are you getting excited by it? And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird 
And you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.